thing, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Tonight we have a chance to say, yeah, you're right. We're too extreme, we're too wild, we're too out of control, we're too full of our own shit. Or we have a chance to say, hey, fuck you, you're wrong. Fuck you, we're right. From an undisclosed location obeying all their court orders, this is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. And Kathleen McGee. And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. Can you dig it? Hey there, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in once again to Anything Goes with uh, Darren Frost. Uh, I'm Dave Martin. Sitting right beside me is Rebecca Kohler. How are you, Rebecca? Good, thanks. And now I'm going to throw it over to the guy that just can't keep it in anymore, Mr. Darren Frost. That's right. That's right. Way to go, Dave. That was a great intro this week. Thank you. You didn't screw up once, and I just want to, you know, you got to say positive things, and way to go. But, you know, kudos for kudos are due. Even yeah. reminding me of the fact that I didn't screw it up isn't kind of bad. It is a bad yeah, It's kind of bad. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, this week uh, in the studio we have Alan Park uh, from the Air Force and multiple dates of touring stand-up comedy for years. He's been a stand-up comic for over 20 years. We'll be getting into that with him. Uh, he will be up after the break. And uh, also this weekend I was up north in uh, northern Canada, uh, northern Ontario, uh, not that far north. And I did a couple shows and I am now probably the king of two northern towns and uh, sold a whole bunch of uh, merchandise. And uh, it, was a, it was a really good show. I was with um, Dylan Mendelson, Mark Walker, two great Canadian comics, and it was a lot of fun. Now, does it bother? No complaints. Okay, good. That, that's nice to see. <clears throat> that's big now, Does for it me. bother you if people? I'm, I'm sure you like it when people buy your merchandise. Sure. Does it bother you if people don't watch it, or do you uh, really? Do you I don't care. care. You really don't care. And how I don't would he care. keep track of that? Uh, not that he would keep. Not that there's like there's any way of him for keeping track, but you'd right. like at least like to know that people are enjoying what you're selling. Sometimes people buy merch because they want to tip the comic, and I understand that, right. and I get that, and you know, or it's just like a it's a it's a piece of it's a memory, it's yeah. a memento. Right. They want to remember the great night they had. So okay. you know, the, I I normally you know I sell a little bit of merch. I don't sell that kind of merch. Like I sold there. People were buying all three of my DVDs at once, like more than like Whoa. five or six times. I'm like, that's nine hours of Darren Frost. My wife won't even sit through nine hours of you Darren know, Frost in a day. <laughs> I just thought of a good trick. He could yeah. start selling blank DVDs. Yes. And if he gets no complaints, he good knows one. no one's watching. Good one. That's that what you should like do I'll... for your first DVD, Dave. Just sell it as a tell them if something's on it. Blank, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I, I won't even take it out of the cellophane. No. I'll just be like, I, I shrink wrapped right. it and everything. That's right. Why is this Sony D? Oh, okay. D why, why are you selling me a pack of ten? Yeah. I just don't worry about it. Just it's just it's just a stick of. Yeah, yeah. You're like, this is the new thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And uh, where were you, Dave, this weekend? Uh, I was in Hamilton uh, this weekend, and there was uh, nothing really fantastic about all the shows were, uh, you know, uh, they're fine, very reasonable people. Right. Um, again, you know, very, very, a little confusing of what they would laugh at and what they wouldn't, but uh, it seemed like they wanted it a little bit raunchy, but then once you got there, of course, they were like, ooh, ooh, ooh that's offensive ooh. now. But yeah. what are, what are you going to do? I can, <clears throat> right. I can only do my Halloween uh, uh, hanging guy hanging from a tree joke for too much, not for too much longer. Right. And I just, I, that's kind of I love pretty big mystery. I don't know mystery. that joke, do I? That's the one of, uh, I believe that... Uh, children are our future? No, 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 no. <laughs> that was last week. That's that the was one last where I say that I believe the children are the future. Let them... Uh, <laughs> no, that's the one where I say, uh, I think the one time every year you got to take down your decorations, like right afterwards is Halloween. 
you know, people get pissed off at Christmas decorations, but Halloween's the one, really. And because uh, I used to live in a place in Toronto, and I swear to God, uh, if it is mid-February and you still got a guy hanging from a noose in your front yard, uh. holy shit, you got to get your shit together. First of all, you're lazy, and second of all, it's Black History Month. Ooh. <laughs> See, there you go. It's, I know. One. See, and you can be a little bit more sensitive and take those racist decorations down. But yes. then people still yell at me or they will boo. And I'm like, hey, but I'm telling you to take it down in the joke. And yeah. so that's the whole thing. I'm big the good loop. guy. I'm the good guy. I'm that's the, where audiences that's the... are really, you, you say a keyword and they're just oh, it's over. They're oh, against yeah. you. It's over. I mean, it's funny you brought that up because I saw a video uh, today or part of a video that you're in that was posted on um, Vimeo. Okay. Uh, a friend of yours did a, like a kind of spotlight on you. Oh, right. Or something you know. funny, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you talked about that, about the idea of people hearing just trigger words and getting upset. Yeah. And, yeah, because yeah, I have a joke about Martin Luther King, and I don't say anything bad about Martin Luther right. King. Right. In fact, I'm kind of, in a way, praising him, and as soon as I say Martin Luther King, people shut down. Right, right. And they're right. like, I don't want... But it's funny, it always does well downtown, yep. and it's in the suburbs that uh, it often gets touchy. Yeah, there's one suburb in Toronto that I'm surprised it laughs at a, a potentially racist joke that I do, but... Uh, which kind of is, is kind of worrying, but then at the same time, the uh, the guy hanging from the tree joke that I do—it's sort of like I've seen when I when I see black people laugh at that. It's usually it's very like tight ass like white conservative people that oh, or, no, or, or up like uptight liberals too that are just sort of like ooh I don't know I gotta look it's around always... and see who's here before I can laugh at that. And... Yeah, because the Martin Luther King joke I did once in Atlanta, Georgia at a mm-hmm. show, and it was like a half black audience, and there were nine black guys on the show and me. And I did the joke, and I was like shitting myself. But it's never had such a good re- reaction. Right, it, yeah. it, they exploded. So of course, that's what makes me feel okay about it. Well, it's always it. white white liberal guilt that uh, gets upset with certain kinds of material or jokes or topics. Yeah, it's never the people you're making fun of. It's like I have a joke where the punchline has black faggot together. Now I know that sounds very I'm already right away. upset. Right, exactly. Some people are gonna be upset, but believe it or not, it's a very, very pro gay. And pro black faggot, uh, black faggot joke, know? and and 90% of the time, anyone that's you know African American, black, whatever you want to call yourself, will come up to me after the show, shake my hand, go, I really appreciated where that joke went because while I'm telling it, everybody's looking at them in the audience, expecting it right. to go one way and it doesn't, and that's the payoff of the bit, and it's you know it's a nice little thing. It is nice. It's nice. <laughs> Everyone getting that at the black end. Black faggots sound are like great. an yeah. Eastside East Mario's commercial. Yeah. Hey, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. But a bing, bada boom, bada yeah. black faggot. And uh, how are you, Rebecca? What's going on with you? I'm okay. Uh, I have a bit of a cold. We hear that. Uh, my yeah. first winter cold. Are and... you partying this weekend? One of those two. I wish it was that. Uh, I was at the Toronto Yuck Yucks on Friday. Friday, oh, okay. And I had two shows, and it was one of those fun nights where, like, the first show I kind of didn't do well, and then the exact same jokes killed the second show. Okay, Always sure. funny, right? It never gets old, that fun thing. Um, and also, I'm feeling a little depressed, guys. The winter blues. I think I have the winter blues. Yep, yep. And this is the, did you just say, why is that? Uh, yeah, I did. Because I the that. most frustrating thing about the winter blues, I find, is that I feel down, and there's no reason. Right. And I just walk around feeling down, and I try to figure it out, and I can't because right. there's no reason, and right. it's just annoying. Now, do you think that's just you as a person or as a comic that has these winter blahs? It's probably both. Right. I think I think comics tend to be maybe on the sadder side, sure. which always surprises people. Right. Um, but tears of a clown, yeah. yeah. Tears of the crying clown. Um, but also, I'm prone to feeling a little down mm-hmm. sometimes. I'm going to be honest, right. open. Um, and it is this time of year that always kind of get, and like I was doing really well though. I was like, Hey, it's winter and I'm, I'm not down. And it's not a shitty winter it's either. It's not the worst winter. You know, no, not a lot of snow, not a lot of rain or cold. No. It's been a very pretty mild calm, winter. Yeah. But then this, we had a cold snap Yeah. and I think that's what did me in. Right. And, uh, anyway, I'm going to be fine. 
But it's I, annoying. I think all comics battle with depression. I think uh, anyone that's listening to this show should go and read the article that Greg Giraldo did before he died with his psychology newspaper. It's a very good article about comics and their fight with depression. I only get depressed when I'm on the road for some reason. If I'm on the road for more than nine days, I'm watching Oprah episodes. I'm crying. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> it's lonely. It's lonely. It's sad. It's a bad existence. Yeah. But for me, it's for only the road. When it's just a weekend away, I'm fine. I can handle it. And I don't get that depressed. But sometimes when it's on the road for more than nine days, it's bad. It is. Well, it's uh, hotels at the beginning. Sure. Fun. Right. And now yeah. you're like not another hotel room. Right. Well, it's no, it's tough to li- keep living out of a suitcase for yeah. that amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you love coming home to your kids, Darren, or does that drive you fucking nuts? Uh, it drives me fucking nuts sometimes. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Well, when it's when it's the idea that I can only get sleep on the road. Right. That's, right. that's a very difficult thing. It's like people don't understand. Like my kids still get up. My youngest still gets up four times a night. So I don't sleep all the way through the night ever, ever at home. Right. And there's a reason they use sleep deprivation in Vietnam. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> at some nights, if you put a piece of paper in front of me, I, I fucking was partly responsible for 9-11. I shot JFK. I'll sign whatever the fuck you want me to. I'll be the West, West Memphis Four. You know, I don't care. But just give me my sleep. I think I mean, they, they, yeah, they only use the sleep deprivation uh, during the war. They don't do that now. No, you know, if you go to like a, a club, actually, or a spa how do you know that? A resort. I don't I, know. I guarantee that, but they, they, I'm do, sure do, they do. They don't that. like we offer waterboarding and. I I, like I think they do. Okay. I got I lost they... somewhere with the spa and the. What kind? Of... What what kind of place would have sleep deprivation? I just because Darren just referenced uh... Vietnam. Yeah. As but during the wartime. But they would do that in in uh, to the uh, hostages or hostages the uh, people they have that they thought were criminals and terrorists. They would sleep deprive them and do other things yeah. like waterboarding. They still yeah. do that. Well, I do not have uh, children, but I was reminded of something this weekend that I've always said that like a lot of comedians they'll go off on a big rant about how they hate kids. And I do not hate kids, but what I do hate are parents, because I always say that if it weren't for parents, then kids would still be locked up at home where they should be. Because right. I went out to go see the movie The Gray this weekend <laughs> with his, which is, with Liam Neeson, and I thought it was a good movie. I enjoyed it, but I also sort of knew what movie I was going into, and I think that a lot of, there was like a two fucking, you know, a Ken and Barbie-like parents were taking their uh, five- and six-year-old out to see this movie in a huge, big surround sound theater, and these kids were, like, talking, and they were complaining. How old were these kids? They, they were, like, five and six years old. They were like, and it was just It was loud. It was irritating and annoying. So what kind, could you hear? fucking parents. Could you clue it? Did you hear what the kids were complaining about? I, the, well, I think the kids sort of wanted the wolves to come out and just sort of, like, tussle around with Liam Neeson, and they all became best friends. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you know, they thought it was going to be, like, a very, like, cute, cuddly, like, white fang. You know, but yeah. with uh, you know some with less eating. Yeah, with like Dom DeLuise as the voice of White Fang coming out. But I just like you know what I always thought you know if you if they could just give a a, a knife or something to everyone who comes into a movie theater, then yes. everybody would shut the fuck up. And then if if you knew that if you by accident uh, left your cell phone on and you could possibly get stabbed, I think a lot more people would just turn <clears> their <throat> cell phones off. If you, I mean, it would be scary to go yeah. to a movie, and you yeah. know, uh, admission might be down a little bit, but. I think that, oh, man. The beginning probably, admission might be down, yeah. There's probably some kind of happy medium. Like, well, if, if okay. they actually had a policy where they kicked people out for being obnoxious. Right. Like they I was used in, to. They used to. They, they don't used anymore. to be more. Nobody's Nobody was checking the theater. No, no, I know. No. I was in Montreal once in a movie theater, and somebody started smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I smoke. And I was, like, equally disturbed that they were doing that and jealous. Right. Because wanted I to wanted too. to Sure, of course. Yeah. And I was like, well, I would do that if I, you know, but I'll get in trouble. Right. And then the person came over, and they were just like, oh, could you put that out? Right. And that was it. Yeah. And I was like, they should be expelled. But no. But back in the day, in the 80s and 90s, I worked 
worked at a movie theater and they had a lot more money for ushers and they controlled their audiences a lot more. Now it's just like one kid picking up popcorn out front for 20 you know, theaters. They're not going to be in there listening or having a problem. No. Now if something fucks up on the screen, it's up to an audience member to run out and go, hey, this movie's fucking up. It's true. Like nobody's, right, it seems nobody's even in the projection no, room. No. no. Well, they're all automated now. They have one projector it's there. It's really depressing. But yeah. there's a big projectionist union. That, that If they could keep them all automated, then they would. But yeah. they have to have one guy there. But I just like, you know what? Then if you got stabbed and you went to court over it, the first thing the judge would say is, where did you get stabbed? Oh, a movie theater? In your kid. You, a movie theater? <laughs> then sh- shut the fuck up, you loudmouth yeah. asshole, and get out of my right. courtroom. You right. were talking. You knew what the game and, was. And what movie were you there to see? Star 80? You deserve to be you knifed. You shouldn't it. be in that movie. I got a time machine but with my mixed... movie ticket. Thank you, Derek. <laughs> Star 80? Is that Come the... On. Okay. I don't even know what that is. But That's I have mixed feelings that. about the kids thing. That's a great movie with thing. Eric Roberts, but... Because my parents used to bring us to movies they shouldn't have. Like, we were too young. Right. But I love that they did that because I got... Like, they were not... They didn't shelter us at all. Right. And I think that's why I'm such an amazing person. And no knife wounds. And no knife wounds. That's why you're old. That's your whole. Uh, Okay. Uh, Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, Alex... uh, Alex. One of my... Alex Trebek, I was going to say. Alex Trebek. We're talking all this stuff and references. Comedian Alan Park is going to hack on me for saying that. He's going to join us uh, after the break. I did something embarrassing, too, this weekend. I'll tell you later. After. Okay. Poopy pants. Don't touch that dial. It was molested, and it brings back horrible memories. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Hey, it's Damon Schritter, and you're listening to Anything Goes on Laugh Attack. Still waiting for the bestiality videos to get their own category at the Adult Video Awards. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. All right, we're back from the break, and that was Damon Schritter giving a little shout-out to us on Anything Goes. And joining us in the studio this week, uh, a past uh, guest. Uh, we wanted him back because he's always got something to say about what's going on in the right now. Alan Park is with us. Hey, Alan, how are you doing this week? Hey, Darren, very well. Thanks for having me back my second time on the yeah, show. Yeah, there's not many people that get repeats, trust Ooh. me. This is the only time I'm going to do my second time on the exactly. show. Exactly. Well, know. let's hope. Well, and uh, yeah, you were with us when it was just uh, Darren and myself, but now we have the lovely and talented Rebecca Cole. Hi, Rebecca. Yeah, Hi, I know. Alan. I'm a fan of Rebecca's. Oh, thank so that's, you. Uh, that's <laughs> three people in here I'm fans wow, of. Wow, we can just stop now. Okay, yeah. thanks, just everybody. Take your clothes off and get into this. Um, so what's going on with you these well, days? I heard you at the beginning. You know, I paid attention to the opening yes. chunk, and yeah. I, I was just wondering, Darren, you were... You were selling your merchandise. Yes. And the question came up, how do you know whether the people you're selling it to are watching it? Right. Yeah. Well, I think maybe you can get some software right. to install in in the people's computers. Mm-hmm. I think uh, maybe... Like a if, GPS of Like a, some kind of sensor <clears throat> so that you know what the people are watching. I think that's a common... But thing really, going on in Canada now. I was going to say, Alan, can I just call a government agency? You're one of these guys who think this way, and I think we they can tell able... me what someone's watching right now. I think a comic has every right to know who is watching what video at what and time, what particularly. Parts they rewind. Yeah. yeah, and I think you should know that. I think you should write to Vic Taves oh, and Taves. ask him to yeah. uh, throw that into his bill that he didn't read or write before he tabled it. Who the fuck is writing these bills? Do you, want right. to tell, do you want to tell us what the bill is about? The I mean, bill I, I, is I, I, the I, I, online yeah. privacy bill. Now that's SOCA, right? The yeah. SOCA or something? Uh, that's a different other one. No, that's this is the one? Canadian oh, version. the Canadian version of that. Yeah, right. the Sorry. Canadian yep. version, 
where they wanted to be able to turn over. They wanted any police anywhere to be able to uh, access your uh, online, Internet, email, everything you do. Chats. Uh, everything uh, of that nature. They Health? wanted to be able to check that out at any given moment. And then he stood up in the House of Commons, the minister of the table, and said, when, when uh, an opposition member was criticizing it, he said, and if you don't support this, you stand with the pornographers or whatever. The you're child a pedophile. You're a pedophile, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's the man. same thing that, uh, you know, Bush <laughs> said, you know, you're either with me or with the terrorists. No, I'm not with the terrorists, but you're, you're doing it wrong. Okay, but if you had to be with anyone, wouldn't you rather be with the pornographers than the terrorists? No. Uh, it, given the well, choice, really? I don't really draw a line of distinction between these two people. Pornographers and terrorists? Well, child pornographers. Oh, child pornographers. Child pornographers. Child pornographers. Child pornographers. Oh, pedophiles. Yeah, yeah. Those, yeah. Okay, the, the he child... just said pornographers. I was with Dave until you said child. child well, well I, the child pornographers, they, those actors get paid such little money. That's, first of all, that in that case. Yeah. That, uh, I don't really know should... if you look at Corey Haim, and the, they all made out like bandits But he for wasn't showing his wee-wee. To, not on camera, but that's how he got on <laughs> camera. Oh, that's, they do say I'm that. waiting for that it's book a step to come out. Kid, you know, I, I think I might rather kill someone than touch their penis at a young age. You uh, might rather, rather kill them than touch well, their penis? Well, those are different kid. videos that you can download. I'd, I'd rather snuff for children. Snuff for children? Yeah. Well, I, I would rather kill myself after every yeah, they, time I touch my penis. They but. used to have that in the 1800s, but that's when kids were doing coke. And the meanings change of the words over time. But uh, anyway, no, that was just an outside way to get into the whole online but bill. Privacy where does the bill stand at this point? The bill stands in that it's practically identical to the similar bill that the Americans tried to usher in. Right. right. And Vic Taves basically you said, oh, yeah, no, I can't table that. I didn't realize that was in the bill. And my point is, if you don't know what's in the bill, right, you shouldn't how be presenting you table it. the bill? Yeah. And how do you criticize someone that's against the bill when you don't even know right. what's in the bill, for God's sake? Right. So I, my question is, and it's a real question, and none of you will know the answer. I don't. Who wrote the bill? And how did the bill get in? And isn't it convenient that it got in around the same time as an American uh, similar bill? Like, what's going on Maybe here? Maybe it was really... Vic Taves' people who yeah. wrote it. Well, yeah. And whoever they brief they, him, who, you they know. Are. What? Who are they? Yeah, who are Vic Taves Nobody people. knows their names. We're all Vic Taves underlings, if you ask him. <laughs> but uh, all I know is Canada lost one politician who was bald with male pattern, gray hair around his temples and yeah. a mustache last year, and I think it was the wrong one. Yes, okay. I would agree. I agree, too. Now, is this the bill that uh, is uh, going towards uh, creating the uh, super jails? Well, that's a different bill, but right. they'll go hand in hand. But now, so is Canada going to become one of those countries that uh, you know puts people in jail for profit? Yeah, because what they're going to do is, with if you've looked at the the heavier portions of it, and I haven't, right. so that qualifies me to be an actual minister of the government. <laughs> uh, the actual bill says that uh, you know if you get caught and you go to jail for child pornography things, you'll be out in way less time than say a guy who's got a window box with two pot plants in right. it because. Yeah. He chooses to imbibe of something that God or whoever put on this planet for free. And that guy will be doing a hell of a lot longer in jail. So at least with the child pornographers, you've got like a revolving door of in and out. And then that'll sort of justify the prisons that they're building, despite the fact we're at a 40-year low uh, crime 
statistics. Well, I know, yeah, the crime in Canada has... Uh, Plummeted. Yeah, right. It, it were at the lowest since 1974, I think yeah. it is. It was one of the things I saw. Yeah. And they were talking about that one jail, or the state of Texas, how they were building these super jails, and then they stopped and doing they, that. And they don't work. And they don't work, and then they started putting more money into social programs and, uh, and employment. Uh, and, and those and, cats have been telling Hudak uh, in Ontario the same thing, like, hey, that plan you've got isn't going to work, and they're, you know, the, all the signs are there. Right. But these guys just jump right in with... Uh, their their shaved balls in their hand. I don't understand how they can do this, but you know, when you have a majority uh, government, which Harper does, because right. most of us didn't vote for him, uh, apparently you get to get away with shit like that. Now, do you think that like I mean, they seem to really want to make these super jails almost to the point where? Uh, do you ever get the feeling that like there are some politicians that want to pass something so badly to the point where it's sort of like. Like, who do you have in your back pocket and who have you made promises to that you have to get this shit done? It's sort of like, because Rob Ford in Toronto right now, he wants to get, he wants to build yeah. a subway. And he's, it's almost scary how much he's freaking out that we're not well, building I'm, a subway almost to the point where we're sort of like, how many people, how many subway manufacturers have you promised that there's yeah. going to be one? Well, when you, it's hard to guess that because it's impossible to guess that. I think you have to either know that or not know right. that. But if you step away from it and look at it through... A wider refracted lens oh, of I don't time. Like doing that. But what happens is you'll see these guys. They go right. into these positions of political power, make a bunch of these crazy decisions, step out, and then somehow find themselves in the private sector, amazingly profiting from those decisions they made when they right. were when they were in political power. And this goes on all the, like the biggest example I can think of of that is Dick Cheney and Halliburton. Halliburton he was in the Nixon say. White House and then came out and then went into the private sector and then back in again. I just and I wish people he had... like Paul Martin who. When he was the prime minister of Canada, uh, the liberal, he decided he they, they couldn't have the uh, he couldn't be running the ship steam lines company that he had, so he entrusted it to his son. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure they never talked about that uh, <laughs> over Sunday dinner. Exactly. But uh, anyway, so that's no. uh, are we are we done? Yeah, no, that well, was well, awful. No, yeah, no, 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 no we're not done. Oh, we're not okay. done. We got lots. Are, we got okay. lots of time. We got learning, we got learning right. things. Yeah. Um, the one thing uh, I've always uh, admired about you is you're very opinionated and you have all this time to read up on all this stuff. And I've, I've, all I'm these on, conspiracy that's a bad sign, I no, think, no, but I what I mean is conspiracy theories and all this stuff, and you put yeah. a lot of it on 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 the web, mm-hmm. and I do as well. Yeah. But you know, is there anything that people would would be surprised to know about you? Like, are you like a closeted like Boy George fan, or is, is all day long Ugh. just you know politics and angry, angry stuff for Alan Park? Like, no, there's got to be something that's like you know what I like knitting, or something that someone doesn't know. There's got to be something. Uh, there's probably all kinds of stuff. Boy George is definitely not on that list. Right. Come on, give him a break. That's, uh, He's done his time. He paid his debt to society. But like if yeah, someone, but I, I just don't choose to hold him in any kind of light. But if you're right. if you're at a party and someone wants to just make some uh, small talk with Alan Park, you immediately just want to flip over the table and go, "You blind fucking sheep! How no, dare I'll take you!" It for a while. <laughs> away. I'll, I'll take it for a while. I'll, I'll okay. see where I've it goes. I had small talk with Alan Park, and it, it was very good, interesting. But it was good small yeah. talk. We had a we had and it great... wasn't angry. We talked about different theories yeah. of life and uh, instincts. Yeah, no, no but there's, there's this one the... guy, one guy online in particular. I don't want to say his name, but he just why not? It's not you. I'm sick of this. What I don't I mean want to say his name. Nobody stuff. knows him. Nobody knows him. It's okay. not going to add anything to it. And and he just twenty four like posts every day. The world's going to end. Japan yeah. nuclear reactor. Do you know the truth? And there's not one thing of like, hey, I like windsurfing. It's all yeah. you know, just one thing. And obviously that can't be your whole life. No, and that's but... why I asked. You know, if ever... the world is going to end, there's no point in learning how to windsurf because yeah. you won't have how, time. How do we know? Well, you, we you can windsurf to you another go, planet. Uh, you don't know. You a could maybe cloud wind this power. This joke really yourself. backfired. Do you ever yeah. 
Did you ever sit around and just talk about pussy, Alan? <laughs> I, I do talk about pussy. But j- j- just to answer your question, though, Darren, I, I, I like to uh, I, I like Sorry, to put I... stuff down uh, that's, you know, stuff I would be interested in and stuff I might do stand-up about. When I get people wishing me, you know, happy birthday the two or three times a year that happens or, right. um, you know, various other things or, or I, I read an article on in some publication, I'll delete that. I just want, like, all the good stuff in oh, there. Oh, wait, try do, to... you don't? Do you not celebrate birthdays? Yeah, two or three times a year. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like to, to celebrate though. the conception date based on counting backwards from okay. the projected birthday. Excellent. So that's already so right. extra gift. That's an extra. So I get like three a year. So. Well, what's the th- I, I don't, the conception, the birth, and then what's the third? Just some other day. Yeah, you just chose? some other day. Just random. Some random. <laughs> yeah. it's a summer date. Yeah, right? because I was born in November. <laughs> and you get and fucked on the weather, and you can't sit on a patio in November. You yeah, want to sit on a patio? Not and get like the up. Queen of England, who wasn't happy with her winter birthday. She jacked it back into the June or something so sure. she could have a party. Outside. She didn't so change I, the year. I thought though. I could do the same thing. No, okay. she didn't change the year. Good for you. No. Alan, do you believe in God? I don't believe in God. Are you an atheist? All right, back to pussy. Oh, yeah. I believe if there is a God, uh, pussy is involved. Um, <laughs> that God has a pussy or likes pussy? Uh, you well, don't believe that God is a homosexual male. I, I don't think that, I think that's uh, what you just said. Now, moving on. Wow, she's I think fast some bi- and senseless. There must be some bisexualness in, in, in a God, that both a, a love and a, an ownership of pussy, I believe. You've really yeah. stepped over a line, Dave. But if you're asking me about God, are you are you talking about it in the biblical sense of the man with the beard who lives in the sky? Well, for, so okay, like, I, I think that, uh, well, I'm a very strong agnostic. I know that sounds wimpy, but my no, thing it's... is, I, I don't, I think we're, you're really um, overly confident to say you know. Oh, right? I don't. I don't. Okay. Uh, I don't uh, know that you know. I'm, I'm certain that I. No, no, no. Like that, for anybody to say, <laughs> I know there is a God or I know there is not. Like, how, how the fuck right. do you know? Who are you? Are you God? You don't know unless you're God. Anyway, that's my opinion. Okay. But then lately I've becoming more and more kind of angry at organized religion and how they oh, impose yeah. themselves oh, yeah. well, on let's... the law. and. I think you can believe in God and and be and no, that, against and organized religion. Against organized religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 absolutely. I was just stating Especially where if I you're stand. Touched. Yeah. Um, By an angel. What do you think? Because okay, this is how I look at it, that. People yes. try to make laws the, with the equivalent of Santa Claus being in, in charge. Like when people are like, right. God says homosexuality is bad. It's like yeah. Santa Claus said homosexuality is bad. Right. So. Anyway, what what are your views on this? Well, my views on this is that uh, you're the, I okay to get this kind of dovetails back to Darren's earlier question about what what is something people don't know about me? And do you think I'm angry all the time? And you know, with this, uh, do you wake up every morning and just kick a chair over? Uh, no, I no? don't. I'm sure? very okay. relaxed. I'm very happy in my home. I'm and I'm very contemplative and I'm very peaceful most of the time. And I, I I'm just I'm that, just projecting my own life on you. No, no, no. That's okay, Darren. But just to answer your question. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm very uh, peaceful and contemplative. And I do think that there. There is a, some kind of, uh, uh, what would you call it, more of a, spirituality? an energy. Okay, yeah. Well, <clears throat> spirituality is such a huge, Yeah. it's like saying the word thing. Yeah. Um, but there, there's definitely some kind of an energy that when, when you look at uh, the, the what seeming randomness of a, a plant unfolding and, you know, going from a tiny cell into something, and it's the same with, uh, it's hard to believe that uh, that's just a random activity. Uh, with every single species, right, and with so much of the things that mirror 
um, everything in life, like uh, everything that we do in the like food that we amazing. eat. It's just to too just, amazing yeah, to yeah. think that it's just some random event. But I, I don't claim to have it all pinned down. But I do, I do like to meditate and relax and chill out sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you went to, um, was it Rio? And you went uh, no, uh, no, oh, that ayahuasca thing. Yeah, no, you done, that. yeah, I've, oh, ayahuasca, man. but not in Rio. That's that's a whole different. Uh, you went to ayahuasca in Brazil. Yeah, Brazil. I went, sorry, I went Brazil. To Brazil yeah. a couple of times uh, to do ayahuasca there. Explain what that is. Explain what that is, so people don't know. Legal in a couple of other countries in South America oh my as God, well. Is it, an orgy? Yeah. it is not an orgy. <laughs> oh, I in wish fact, it was. There, there's no sex involved if you're doing it. Actually, properly. there's usually diarrhea and uh, vomiting involved uh, because it's such a shock to your system. I've done ayahuasca. I went up north, and uh, I wouldn't do it again just because I knew what it was supposed you went up to north. be. Yeah, right, and I don't okay. recommend that in northern Ontario. I don't recommend. Is this one it. of the towns Darren's a king of? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that right. was okay. That's no, right. But it's uh, and so you ask if it's going to be an orgy, it would be a very ugly and messy orgy of yeah. fluids that you. Well, why, 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 why was the vomit and the diarrhea? I'm yeah. so confused. Because it purges your system of right. things that you don't need. Do you drink something? You drink it. Or? You drink a. Uh, this is the amazing thing. It's a potion. A potion. Oh, yeah. I used to elixir. make those in the bathroom with and my it's, brother. It's oh. a combination of usually just two different elements, but sometimes there's more than that, depending on the tribe and the rituals and whatever. But uh, you're taking uh, a vine that's called a uh, Banisteriopsis capi, and Ooh. what that does is it uh, it uh, prevents. Uh, well, it's a sci- It's a. It's a. I don't understand the exact uh, chemical reaction that's involved, but you have to mix it with this other uh, plant called Cicotria viridis. And the two together will give you this experience. If you take one of them or the other one, even in huge amounts, nothing will happen. Yeah, I was with a bunch of Jesus and, freaks, and it wasn't pleasant. Oh, the, yeah, oh it's I, like Diet Coke is me- and Mentos, right? The, the together? Biggest, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What does but that do? The biggest, setting, the, the biggest thing about ayahuasca is, is what they call set and setting. Yeah. And that means how, you're, how you go into it mentally, how you prepare yourself ahead right. of time, and where you are when you do it. So you were obviously I was in the I was not in a good um, place. How long do you have diarrhea for? Uh, usually, usually uh, <laughs> once I, I set the stopwatch, I clocked in at. Uh, I find that my analog stopwatch uh, outpaces my digital one for some reason. Okay, approximately. So okay. like two hours, two days. No, 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 a no, week. no, 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 no. Uh, like it, it's a it's a fast purge. You probably have anywhere between twenty five and eighteen seconds to get to the accepted receptacle before you're not going to be in control anymore. Like after you drink it, seriously, yeah. that fast. No, about, about an hour, about an hour, hour, hour and a half. So and then what else do you do for the rest of the week? Do you just keep drinking the beverage? No, it's, you only no, do it one day. It, it's it's oh. They call it a journey. You right. usually do it at night. You'll probably take it around <laughs> 9 or 10 o'clock, and uh, you you will be uh, transported to... Uh, Does it make you high? Uh, High There's is some not the word. Interdimensional would be. Ooh, some I halluc- like interdimensional. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And yeah. then you, you, you really get a sense of, like, how did they figure out, they being the folks thousands of years ago, go, oh, yeah, that plant over there and that plant over there. Let's put those together. When you realize the randomness and the availability of an unbelievable amount of plants that were available in the Amazon. Those early uh, pharmacists had their shit together. Ago. Yeah, yeah it's just, mathematically the odds are astoundingly against everything for finding a combination of two things like <clears throat> right. that. But somehow they did it. And uh, if you really want to really get to the truth of a lot of things, I highly recommend it. But don't do it in Canada. I don't recommend that. I don't Why? recommend bringing it. It's a Schedule One uh, substance. 
like uh, as they would say heroin is or something oh. of that nature. But it is not uh, that. It is once again another uh, straight up plant issue like a pot situation where you're just boiling. It's like tea. You're right. boiling two different kinds of plant, mix it together, boom. And um, you see what ha- the reason I think why it is my, – my opinion of why it's illegal here is because the, the when you um, – when you take it in, you, you're more likely to come across the true essence of what everything is. And when you do that, all the, the bullshit political systems and, and the fake money system and everything else just fall away and you're no longer as able to be easily controlled as somebody that's eating genetically modified garbage and yeah. watching shit that they pump out on network television, which is most of us. Yeah, right. but you can learn a lot of that from acid trips too. Yeah, but right. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, or mushroom trips. You could yeah, it, mushrooms. It, I would, I would put more on. I would take the mushrooms before the ayahuasca. I just thought that when I went on it, they sang a bunch of Jesus songs. I thought we were going to be sitting around listening to the Moody Blues no or something like that. No wonder you were upset. No, that's yeah, a bad I know. time. It was a bunch Dave. of Jesus freaks. That's a bad time. Can I ask? Can I ask you one thing? Are you following the American election much? Because we're on, we are on the states. Yeah, the uh, Republican, the Republican uh, convention, the Republican skeet fest. Now I heard you guys talking earlier. You guys were. Saying Saying something about uh, what was, you guys were talking about Darren's with the, a bunch of black faggots and stuff. So oh, that's that's Darren's thing. That's, that's Darren's Because Darren's 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 when I, I heard that, I thought you guys were all faggot. like Ron Paul voters or something. No, okay. <laughs> now see, I, don't, I prefer I don't, Rick Perry. I don't. I don't, out, I don't know so. that side of Ron Paul very much. I, just, I don't know it either, but I've heard about it. Why I've heard. What, I've read a, a fair amount about it. Yeah. Well, I now why is America? If you put the voice of Ron Paul, I will say, <laughs> if you put the voice of Ron Paul inside the shell of Mitt Romney, you'd get a very electable president. Because, I mean, Ron Paul doesn't look like a president. I no. hate saying that. No, he kind of looks like the guy you'd see in a commercial trying to sell you cough syrup. That's what he kind of looks yeah, like. And Mitt Romney, he looks, he's like a handsome dude. That He's the know. cartoon version of uh, what a president should look exactly. like. Similar to Rick Perry, but who was a complete idiot along the lines of Michelle Bachman. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what's wrong with Ron Paul? Like Before the racist uh, claims and issues came up, which I haven't fully investigated because right. it's disappointing to me that— yeah. That this has happened and I haven't gone there yet. Are you talking about the Civil War one? I, I don't even know oh, okay, what right, that is, yeah. but but I've heard that he's he's uh, racist and doesn't like blacks. And but I've also seen all kinds of black people on the internet endorsing him and saying, you know, people got to listen to this guy. But he his before all that blew up. Yes. What I found amazing was that everyone in the media was either either waffling between ignoring him completely Absolutely. while he was one of the while he was one of the alleged contenders either ignoring him completely or calling him crazy and being completely unelectable. This guy who adheres more to everything a, a, a supposed Republican stands for than anybody. Right. right. You know, oh, we shouldn't be getting into foreign wars. That's all, if you read the Republican screed, that's what they're doing. Now they've morphed to these weird fucking Rick Santorum weirdos who, and now Rick Santorum's latest uh, complaint is that Obama does not stand with the Bible. Well, good, because you've supposedly got a, a division between church and state, so that should be a good thing. But somehow you have to be uh, some kid, some guy that sleeps with your abortion baby and let your kids play with it to be a I know, that's, that's the craziest citizen. fucking thing I ever read. Yeah. It's, that, that, is so, that is so fucked up. I, think if I you, missed it. What happened? He, he, uh, Rick Santorum and his wife uh, apparently had to <laughs> – how did it go, Darren? Did they have to terminate the pregnancy? Yeah, they had to terminate or? the pregnancy, and they took the baby home. Five-month-old baby or something. And they took it home and slept with it for two days and oh had a photo God. with it. And, to show their kids that they yeah. really did have a brother who wasn't yeah. quite going to make it. 
and then apparently they played with they let him play oh, with him like and everything. a dead baby like a dead yeah. baby yeah. Yeah. Like, a fetus. like a dead yeah. sandstorm and it's horrible <laughs> on the one side but on the other uh, on the upside it was a dead sandstorm so yeah. you know it sounds like sandstorm has to sign. go to the sanatorium yeah it's a sanatorium just a couple vowels away from yeah. the truth and you know the people who really get upset with dead baby jokes are they are them the yeah. whole family they're if really they, against it yeah. they're hearing this they're well these people and they, they so want to go off to war and and kill Iranians like with Other the babies. same premise yep. of the you know and mean and, but at the same time if some woman in Dubuque wants to terminate her pregnancy because she was raped that's yeah. horrible and yeah. I don't stand for that and my tax dollars shouldn't go for that no 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 they said they said you can't abort it unless they get to keep the baby for three days and at have home. the centaurs go home and yeah. sleep with it yeah, yeah, yeah for three days <laughs> they're working every some aborted kind of, baby gets shipped there <laughs> and it's okay they've got some days. kind of refurbishment uh, outfit in the middle of Nebraska where <laughs> oh, they Jesus retool them Christ. yeah yeah, they and want, a hell of a coffin making business. Oh want, my they god! They want have a big ball pool of like uh, little Santorums. But, yeah. but did I, Did you did you have anything more to say about Ron Paul or, or any of these no, other I, guys? No, I just or? I think a lot of him makes a lot of sense about bringing like the troops over that are have military bases in in Japan and Korea and uh, Germany. If they want to protect their own borders so much, yeah, they want to bring those bases soldiers. all over the world. I know. What it's, is that? It's fascinating. I mean, and you think that like what if China wanted to put a military base, you know, in America somewhere? Then oh, that would be outrageous. Exactly. Did you see today there were, uh, I don't know how many, hundreds of these uh, uh, former servicemen, like uh, military uh, folks in the States, and even some current ones who had turned up at the White House. Right. And they had a prayer vigil outside uh, with their backs turned to the White House, which yeah. is apparently some kind of huge insult. Right. And they were all Ron Paul supporters. Yeah. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of... Well, he wants to bring those foreign troops over to protect their borders of the United States long Mexico, which, I mean... If you're going to do, if they should definitely get them out of those old countries. I yeah, think so. yeah. What are you doing in Germany? Like, do you really need to have bases? <laughs> yeah, and... there's a lot of chocolate, crazy chocolate, fucking issues over there. Yeah, that they they don't want to cut spending in military, but as soon as somebody wants to build a highway somewhere, he's a fucking socialist. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Don't and they don't don't get out of our get out of our government. We don't want government running things. They're all socialism, and then and then the same idiots will have another sign that says "Hands off my Medicare." Right. Yeah. Which yeah. is you know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly the same thing. So I think you know the whole Roger Paul thing. It's not it's, Ron Paul. Ron Paul. It's not Roger Paul. Ron Paul. It's just it's Roger weird Daltrey. when you look at Who? when you look at all the background to the, all the racism. It's never really a, a connect the dot right to him. It's always kind of like two dots away. And with Ron why Paul, did, yeah. Why why didn't he do something about this and da 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 da. So it's it's a very kind of gray area. Well, you know, I, I don't know why people want to talk about that. You yeah, know, I, I I feel like it, you know, it, you know, it's this is not past. what's important right now. You know, should we, ask we the states that bring our troops home. And, yeah. But and I think the, I think the blacks a, over there. The I, blacks can stay over there if they want to stay over there. I don't want this to be interpreted as that I'm a huge Obama fan. I, no, I don't want that. Yeah, what do you think I, of not, the Obamas? Well, I think that they have, uh, from day one, uh, set themselves up to fail by surrounding himself and building his cabinet entirely out of the people that were primarily responsible for the financial downfall in Goldman Sachs. Yeah. Right. Have you uh, seen the movie Inside Job? Fantastic. Oh, yeah, I just watched it Everyone should yeah. see that movie. It's amazing. And, and collapse. And collapse. I've never seen yeah. collapse. Yeah. It's really something. But, yeah, I don't understand why. I mean, the whole thing is screwed because I think even though a lot of people who were supporting Obama are now less impressed with him over time and came down from that party when he got sworn in um, and and those hopes, 
the, the Republicans are definitely setting themselves up to fail or whoever runs them is setting themselves up. Because, I, don't I mean, know. they've got these four. Who's going to get in? You, do, you don't know who's who's. OK, so everyone can agree. Probably Ron Paul won't be the guy. So yeah. then who are you right. left with? And how credible is he against? Uh, I mean, you, you know, Newt Gingrich. Give me a break. The problem. The problem for me is there's all this information out there, like you brought up, you know, inside job collapse, no end in sight. All this documentary footage of really important issues and how everyone's fucked it up. And people will watch it. And I think sometimes at the end of it, they go, well, what can I really do? I'm just going to go back to my job. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, there's not the sense of their vote really matters anymore because the same shit's going to happen, whether it's Obama or someone else. And I think that's there's a lot of apathy in America right well, now. Who cares about that? Do you know, <laughs> can I ask you? I, <laughs> uh, now, someone, uh, I, someone sent me a, uh, a piece of uh, news footage today. I guess it was on uh, from CNN. I think I might have sent it to you about where a guy, uh, the, he slips up and he says, uh, missile, missile goes into the Pentagon. Yeah. And he quickly corrects himself and says, plane. He wasn't the only one to do that at yeah. that time. I know yeah. that there's other people, but would you think the White House would ever really just even uh, acknowledge the incident? Side job theory? Have they ever done no, that yet? No, it no. It Do you think that's them, giving credit to it? The the theory? Yeah. Once if they acknowledge it. Well, if someone in the White House says, "Yeah, it was an inside no, job," no, no, I think no, no, no. I mean, all kinds even, of credibility. But even just butting out the idea of it being an inside job, just saying, "Oh, it's not an inside job." I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Right. I think, uh, you know, so this is amazing. But so many people in the United States and around the world, I guess, I don't know. I haven't been around the world. And I regret that deeply. Anyway, uh, happy, I have to call my travel it. agent. But uh, I, I think that uh, what's fascinating is that in 1963, when President Kennedy was killed, and they almost instantly had the Warren Commission, which was put together with a bunch of people that wanted to purport the view that, you know, this one lunatic shot managed to take down the president. Even Woody Allen at the time, uh, in 1965, or... Whatever, what was that album he had in 1965? The stand-up one? stand-up yeah. comic yeah. album. Yeah. Roughly then. I think it's in there. He says, uh, you know, I've been very busy lately. I've been writing, working on a nonfiction version of the Warren Report. Right, yeah. yeah. And the whole place, yeah, like, it's hilarious. Everybody knew that it was bullshit back right. then. Well, look at, you know what, even <laughs> even just recently with the, uh, the knowledge, and a lot of people know this, and I still can't believe people aren't screaming about it, that even after 9-11, that they actually did shoot down that plane. Everybody thought yeah. that it was not shot down. And the, oh, recently, like six months ago, Cheney admitted on, yeah, television, yeah, and they don't they don't swallow that. They want to believe what they've been masked. They were lied to for how long? Just right. about that one fact. So how am I supposed to believe fucking anything else that's said when they now come out, you know, ten years later and admitting, yes, well, we did shoot down that plane. Well, this reminds me of the point I wanted to make before I was rudely interrupted by my that's the show. my own tangent. Um, the 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 fact that in 1978, after the Warren Commission report and. Uh, they had another uh, House uh, House and the Senate Committee hearings on assassination, I think it is. I don't know if you Google it up. In 1978, and they came up with the conclusion, and this is the government. This is like after reviewing all of the evidence for Kennedy's assassination, et cetera. They came up with the conclusion that there was definitely a conspiracy. Okay. They didn't get into all the details. They didn't pin down who everybody was that was involved. But they did come up that in the conclusion that it was a conspiracy. And so, in the official uh, in the official parlance of the United States government, the official story is: yeah, it was 
uh, a conspiracy theory. But let's leave it at uh, that. But let's leave it at that, number one. And two, most people still think, now Oswald, he was by himself because that's what I saw a million times on TV. That's what History Channel shows me. That's what all these, uh, you know, the brainwashing has done, the mind control efforts have done. And so most people think, and even George Bush Sr., I think, said at one point, who uh, remarkably couldn't remember where he was on the day Kennedy was shot. And well, maybe it was him. Might be the only guy on the planet who <laughs> couldn't remember where he was. Like, you were younger than that, but yeah. you know where you were when Lennon was shot. You know where you were when 9-11 happened. When These Princess kind of Diana things, you know, died. Princess oh. Diana. You remember all yep. that stuff. But Bush couldn't. Bush Sr. couldn't remember where he was, even though he was in Dallas. But anyway, that's uh, even less likely. Where the fuck was I? It was he something was crazy. <laughs> but he actually, he actually said at, some, at one point, uh, Bush Sr. actually said that uh, some people, uh, <laughs> they actually believe that uh, more than one person was involved in shooting John F. Kennedy. And like, it's a joke. Right. But meanwhile, no, you fucking were probably involved, you CIA prick. And at the same time, uh, you know, denying that the official final, most recent uh, government investigation found there was indeed um, a conspiracy. So that's that's crazy. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to well, go get some lab meat. We, we, only have a, <laughs> we only have a couple of minutes left, maybe two or three minutes. And let's talk about stand-up. Let's talk about you and what's going on with you just in those terms. Okay. So what's, what, what is actually going on with Alan Park when it comes to stand-up? Because obviously Air Force is only going when it's a certain special oh, yeah. on television. So mm-hmm. the New Year's Eve special, you're past that now. So yeah. what are you doing now? Um, I feel like I'm a, a little bit of a... A pupa right now, a bit of a some chrysalis action. That's going what happens on. inside of a cocoon. That is, yes. and and that is what happens inside. I feel like I, I I have to stop and and reassess everything because I'll tell you, the air farce thing is, uh, and I just found this out recently, that. Uh, uh, not a lot of people enjoy it, and, <laughs> uh, and and not the least of which uh, work at Twenty Two Minutes, which is the same network, and right. I I know this now for a fact, and and I get that. Like it's a conspiracy. I, it's not my show. I got hired to work on it. Sure, and, right. you know, it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, we're gonna pass that kind of gig up, or uh, no. the next guy's gonna take it. Right. And uh, and but I I feel like uh, in retrospect, after being you know becoming involved with them almost 10 years ago, not quite, um, that that it's been really difficult to do anything else with any measure of credibility. So I have to kind of... Uh, one, well, you, you, f- you in, feel in, that in, people don't give you any credibility because you're on Air Force? Yeah. Like you've no. lost credibility? Yeah. No. No, I don't come think on. so. I, I think, I think come with... Come on, you, no, 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 You've that, lost credibility for other reasons. For saying that? It's yeah. not because of Air Force. Well, yeah, the other reasons, sure. No, but it's it's been uh, it's been a difficult haul to sort of put things together with that on my case. Right. Um, it's not really... It's not really what I do or want to do and it's but it, you know it's been off the air for three years and we've only done one a year since then right on new year's eve but i think you're being so it's not overly really positive uh, uh, like oh, i think really? in canada oh, when people like give you the brush off because oh you're on air fires is that what you mean? Because they're just jealous no, that no, you no. have a paying job. No, that's, that's well, all that is. Let, let me get a little more specific. Okay. And, and I, oh, we're at it. I don't know. Uh, was <laughs> the, the, the thing is like, okay, for example, the kind of stuff I do and the way I govern myself and the, the stuff that I talk about and the language that I use and the, I don't know, friction and uh, incision type, the, the kind of stuff that I like to do in right. stand-up 
is not what you really want to see if you're a fan of Air Force. No, right. that is. Yes, okay. Of course. So okay. that yeah. is true. Yeah. I've had shows where out. people come out and they're like, hey, and they're crushed. They're brilliant. Right. They're like, hey, so cutting. Yeah. And this isn't what I expected. You know, they want me to put on a Stefan Dion where right. you can go, oh, my goodness, it's nice to see you here today. Huh? Right. Which was, you know, fun to do at the time. And it's a different yeah. thing, but it's it's not it's everything. Like, it's like summer camp versus what you really do. You know, yeah. it's summer camp. You did things with the kids I have because these that's hopes. what it was. I have these hopes. Right. I have these personal hopes. And I, I hope it's it's not too late in the game, but I am working on it. And this is what, where my pupil comes from. I don't know where you guys were with uh, your perception of, say, like a Chris Rock while he was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. But I wasn't crazy about it. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't yeah, most really people enjoy yeah. most of the stuff. And from what I've read, neither did he. Right. And uh, then you see the stuff that he did in stand-up. Right. And it's like, are you kidding me? This is the same. Yeah. I still oh. remember that that split. There's that a brings, schism yeah. there. And as a fan of comedy, I really got into it. But well, I think a lot of people that liked him doing Nat X and shit like that were lost in his in initial his yeah. jump into stand-up. And, and, not his initial jump, but his his period of becoming way more famous. Here, here, here's what I think way about more skilled what, what, what you're show. saying. I, I don't, and I don't want to be interrupted on this part. Here, here's where I have a problem with what okay, you're saying. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I understand what you're saying because I suffered to it as well before, not as to the same extent as you, but people would come out because I was in a commercial or some kind of right. wacky thing, yeah. and then they'd see me scream for 45 minutes about the horrible things, and they wouldn't like it. Yes, there is going to be that. It's definitely going to happen. But what I found on a smaller scale is I think if you put out a couple albums or you put out a couple MP3 albums of what you do, it'll turn it and, around. and it'll turn around. Yeah. I think your problem, if there is one, is that the only thing that's out there is your air far stuff yeah you know oh, what i yeah, mean like i know, I know that's, that that's you were true. way funnier before air fars and you're funnier after air fars <laughs> hey on, in terms of what you do <laughs> let me bypass that no uh i think what you do is you do a lot of stand-up but you don't advertise it at all uh, and you start right. you right you rebuild yeah. But I just think what you, know, you did before Air Force and after is different than Air Force. Yeah, and for sure. And it's a bit of a hair shirt. I understand that. But, you know, who cares? At the end of the day, uh, that 20% that's coming to see you to see Air Force putting that jersey on and making the funny voice will come once. And you can't stop that. No, I know. But, but you it's, have it's just been my it's been getting out of my own way to, to come does up with that stuff. Does it get in your stuff. head when you're on stage? You're like, oh, are those Air Force fans? Oh, they're not going to like this. Like, does it bother you? No, but when, when it goes that way later on. And here's another thing. I hate. And if you're a young comic in this country, and I hope that you are, yeah. every one of you. I yeah. am. Go yeah. on. I, I hope that a, a lot of comics will just take this blanket request for me once. Don't introduce me as being from the Air <laughs> It never helps. It never, <laughs> right. ever right. helps. Right. Ever. Because people I don't, don't like yeah. starting from a hole, right. particularly right. when I'm <laughs> trying to rebuild shit. But it, the problem is, like, it's been a fun gig, and I've enjoyed it, and those guys gave yeah. me a great break. Yeah, and, and they're nice guys. I and mean, they are. You know, but they, what they like to do on TV is not what we thing. like. It's yeah. their show right. that I'm on, and I want to do, like, more of my own stuff, and, and we all want to do our own stuff. But right. when I'm introduced as from that, I have noticed every time, and perhaps I played into it a little bit at the beginning, but I... I sort of gauged it, and I've taped it, and I've listened to it, and I've gone over it, and it's like, yeah, this didn't go as well. So right. I think that I think that if you announce it, like there's a whole swath of people that 
either hate the show or think they hate the show, even though they've never seen the show. And I don't want to dig my way out from that shit at the beginning. Right. So I think if you just, you know, mention the stuff that I asked you to mention instead of (laughs) putting that out there, then then people will they'll go, hey, I know that, you know, in their own minds, they'll go, hey, I know that guy from so and so or uh, or they won't recognize me from there and then they're not colored by this thing that they wouldn't have enjoyed but I think in the, in the beginning place. and if they do know me from the show and they see me up there and they're digging it well then they'll go hey that's the guy from Everest cool but I don't need that as a credit in fact I don't even right. really want any credits and that right. might yeah. that yeah. might lead into what you right. were saying credits earlier are for Rebecca, cunts. about, credits about <laughs> cunts. this guy's done this yeah, he's yeah, done yeah. that and yeah. biggity boop and it's like oh, so what like yeah. just you know I'm just trying are to make you funny? laugh and have a good time here's my point of view and I think one of the things that helped Chris Rock out was meeting Louis CK too that was another big sort of change in, in him going from well, his yeah. first album to his second album. There's a hell of a big difference. And Louis C.K. helped him out uh, or was one of his writers on the Chris Rock show right. on HBO. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that was uh, one of the big sort of changes. And his show is his amazing, too. Yeah. I love Louis, uh, Louis, yeah, Louis yeah, C.K.'s show. Is, uh, okay, we gotta, we he gotta set the up. pace, I think, with uh, the way he does his show and the way he did his live concert release. I mean, oh, my God. There's got to be another way. There's got to be a new MySpace. One of us <laughs> can dominate some kind of issue. I'm in. Okay, Darren. So uh, I, I understand it's time to get out of here. It is, yeah. Okay. Well, but thanks you know, for you know, the me. one thing, one thing I do want to say, and then and then we're done. But is that, you know, you can say whatever you want about the Air Force, and okay. I and I've worked with them too because they did Sketchcom, and it's still my biggest paycheck at the CBC. Right. And I love how I still get emails from the CBC that I'm part of their family, but I don't get booked by them. Um, the bottom line <laughs> is, is that when I watched you on the beginning of Air Force, and most comedians that run with me in terms of you know are kind of edgier comics who don't have a place on television to do stand-up, were shocked at some of the jokes that you did get away with and that did they did fight for you to be able to do. And near the end, you were doing more of the character stuff, and that was probably you know more just to blend it in. Not but, my choice. but anyway. I know that, but what I'm saying is in the beginning, at least they had the right heart and idea of we need something that's a little bit different than just the fucking chicken cannon or whatever. Right, right. And I do, and I do, I do often give them credit for that. I mean, I think their average fan may not be totally um, on board for that kind of material, but I do give them credit for trying. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, at the beginning, I was brought in for that specific yes. reason, and then and after a season of that going well, they went, "Hey, that was cool, but we don't want so much of that." And then the next right. thing, you know, and then subsequently, it's come to the point where I I don't write anything for the show, right? Other than you know the Ron James parody or something, like that. <laughs> which was great. But okay, unfortunately, we have to go. So, uh, Alan, if people want to get a hold of you, is there a website or is it just Facebook? What's the way for people to get a hold of you? Um, right. Well, you could call your Twitter handle. Uh, you could. I don't have a Twitter. Okay. I'm one of those guys. Okay. I, I should have a Twitter. Keep it but that I, way. I'm on Facebook. All right. You know, I'm I'm on Facebook. Uh, the oh, There's one from Toronto. That's me. And, okay. Uh, I'm on there, and you can probably Google me up. I'm also represented by Diamond Field. If, if Alan Park, it's, if it says Diamond Field Entertainment, uh, whatever we're called, uh, agency, that's the one, not the... Korean mathematician from California. I hate that guy. That guy sucks. That guy has com, and it says coming soon and I try to contact him and he just doesn't do anything with it. I think he... He's too busy talking about pussy. He he hoped it was going to (laughs) be... That guy He hoped I was going to be a lot more famous than I am and that I'd pay him like a million dollars to get that domain but it's never going to happen, buddy. Okay, thanks Alan for coming by. Thanks, Darren. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Sorry about my cold. Sometimes joy is a four-letter word. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee.
Hi, I'm Nick Flanagan, and you're listening to Anything Goes on XM Radio. They're giving away puppies in the back of their van. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Okay, we're back from the break, and that was Alan Park. That was a long interview with Alan Park. Normally interviews are 30 minutes, but uh, it got so interesting near the end, we, we kicked it on to 40 minutes. So we don't have a lot of time in the last uh, section of the show, but uh, we did want to talk about a few things. Uh, and Dave has actually got an article that was in the uh, Toronto Sun uh, publishing about, because Rebecca was saying she was depressed off the top. We wanted to make her feel better. I'm she so had the, sad. She's so sad now with her cold. She had the, uh, had the uh, winter blahs. The winter blahs. And what's the article? It's 42. Well, it's for, you know, this looks like something that will show up in every free paper uh, sure. across North America. If you have a, a, a metro paper in your greater local area, then uh, this is probably in it. But it's like a, a 42 ways to make someone happy. I don't even know who the fuck wrote this, but... Uh, well, uh, show me one of the Leo's, ways. Uh, well, one, of the, <laughs> one of the way. I mean, and these are just like, I don't know why 42, but there's just a number of things here. It's like, uh, oh, uh, number two is uh, help carry something home from the grocery store for someone. Which I'm sure that's you know. How does that make you happy? You got to carry shit. That that's makes someone else happy. No, it's 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 things that you can do to make to others make happy. Oh, oh, happy. Oh, I thought it was yourself happy. happy. Not, but also helping oh. someone else is supposed to make you feel happy. Really? Like you did something for someone no, else. No, fuck that. Well, they say that no good action is selfless. Because really? You do something nice so that you'll feel like at the end of the day no. you'll. Feel and you good. shouldn't do something nice just so something. Uh, you know what comes, I do? I see no, nice back to you. I see an old woman across the street. I make her carry one of my grocery bags across the street. See, that makes her feel useful. Right. Still, and I I yeah. think that's great. Exactly. Darren. What's another thing that can make me feel better, Dave? Well, this one, this one would kind of creep me out. If I uh, send a thank you email, even if it's just uh, thanking a friend for being alive. Thanks for not dying in that party when you mainlined all that coke. Way to go. Well, Woo! And also, here's uh, number four is uh, a call just to see how someone's doing. I find those annoying phone calls. Well, you're because, not a woman, well, obviously. That's yeah. all women do. We call, right. "Hi, how's it going?" And yeah. then we and then we start gossiping immediately. It's well, amazing. My, I just I, I I pick up the phone. I was like, uh, "Hey, how's it going? What's what's going on?" Just give me the facts. But see, I think the, the problem phone. is, Dave, you're calling people who don't want to hear from you. And well, so their answers are short and boring. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, they don't well, care about you. So I'm just being harsh. Like, quick, quick. I'm not making you feel better. Number, number, I, that obviously. Uh, uh, number 17 is praise them publicly. Dave, I think you're great. Yeah, all we're right. gonna put that okay. on Facebook, Dave. Do you feel After all now? the negativity we've had on Facebook in the last two weeks, oh, we're just gonna yeah. put a "I love Dave Martin." I'm gonna make that as my status every day for a week, me a different the... way. Yeah, and then I'll call you just out of the blue to tell you how great you are, and send you a thank you email all in the same day. Ready? I'll num- try num- that too. Oh, will you? Okay. No. Well, Go on. I uh, another uh, yeah, number twelve is uh, surprise them with a house cleaning. Which I'm like, how do you really do that? First of all, you're surprising because you broke into their place. This list Second assumes all, that you know, first of all, you know people at the grocery store. And it also assumes that you live with someone. I, I don't. Uh, this is, this list is making me more sad. Number right. two, number 22 is uh, give someone an unexpected hug, which I'm not don't legally allowed touch to do yeah, anymore. From behind. Yeah. From behind. They don't even know what's going to happen. The anus, an yeah. anus. An anus hug. An anus hug. Or a butt, yeah, butt Okay, well, hug. we got we got to wrap it up, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what we'll do is we're going to uh, on the... Uh, just make someone happy. That's all I'm asking. Oh, that's all. Well, you know, for the, for the phone call, we're just going to publish your uh, your cell phone number on our Facebook wall. So Anytime. people can just call you and just say, and you can have fans call you. Okay. You get three phone calls in a row, and uh, they can tell you how great you are. I went to Club Attitude this weekend. It was like a, just a, it was a place for huge, gigantic women. 
Wow. And it was, well, it was well, quite. It was a. It was an experience to watch from that's a distance. A lot of attitude coming yeah. at you. Oh yeah. Uh, well, that is the end of the show. I want to thank Alan Park for coming in. Uh, this weekend, I'm in Niagara Falls uh, doing a show at the border town of Niagara Falls at Yuck Yucks in the casino. If you want more info about me, go to comedyhor.com. Rebecca, where are you this weekend? Uh, I'll be at the Rivoli on Monday, the 27th. Okay. And I will be at the Dominion on Queen uh, this Saturday uh, for the East End Comedy Review with headliner uh, Sandra Shamus and a whole bunch of very other funny comics. Come down and say hi. Very exciting. That's right. So if you have any questions or concerns about our show, you can always email us at anythinggoes at SiriusXM.ca. Uh, we always enjoy getting any kind of emails. Or you can go to our Facebook page, Anything Goes, in the Facebook search. You'll get there for XM. And uh, we have new episodes on iTunes already. The James Cunningham, James, James uh, B. James B. And, Jay, and Brown. Jay Brown. The JJJ. The JJJ. All the three J's are on iTunes. So until next week, thanks for listening. And thank you for our producers. That's right. Big shout out to, to uh, Victoria, to Victoria and, and Frank, Frank for making us sound good. Number yeah. 40, give a back rub when appropriate. Oh, thank you. It. No, good only they... when inappropriate. <laughs> My favorite on the subway. I smile and wave. I smile and wave.